Okay, welcome back everyone. You can stand up here with me. I've got Cheryl here with me. I want to tell you a little bit about Cheryl and just give thanks for her about a few things. Uh, Cheryl worked as a, what was your position at AT&T? Information Technology Project Manager. So she did that for years, for years, took an early retirement six years, about six years ago. And six years ago, went on the mission field to reach, to, to tell the name of Jesus, to share the name of Jesus with people who had not heard the name of Jesus before. Um, before that, Cheryl served all the time in this church, at this local body, and even in other churches. She served everywhere. She um, was one of our incredible children's church teachers. We all love and loved her when she taught children's church. We miss that. She also um, just served in every capacity all the time around here, helping us with whatever. And then in addition, um, she also would open her home all the time to some of the most vulnerable people, the people that are hard to bring into your home sometimes. And she just I look back at that time, some of the people she loved, some of the people she cared for, and I'm like, I just, I honor that, that she did that in secret, at home, in quiet, under the radar, and now here she is going to least reach people groups, which are also, they, they can be hard places because people have no concept of who Jesus is or what Jesus did, and she's in those environments just trying to tell people the good news about the forgiveness and power of God, and I'm just thankful to have her share with us today. We just appreciate you coming. Next week, she's teaching children's church all year long. She's like, when I'm coming, I'm teaching children's church. Just that value for the next generation, right? What's happening in that room right there is just as important as what is happening in this room right. right here. And so I'm, I'm just so thankful for ministry partners who take, have that same value. So Cheryl, thank you for speaking us to today we just receive you oh well it's great to be here it's great to see everybody um yeah um so i'm uh, like uh said i'm i'm cheryl i'm with world outreach it's a missions organization and I, I i sent that ben guy here uh last week to come and tell you all about it <laughs> so we're i decided well i don't need to say the same thing most of you heard that so i thought We'll have a pop quiz. Who'd like a pop quiz? Come on. <laughs> okay, so uh, don't worry, it's short. Um, I wanted to tell you about our mission statement. Let's see if you remember anything about it. So um, our mission statement, Corky, <laughs> next slide. Okay, um, so our, um, our mission statement is that we are a global community that exists to evangelize and disciple blank people groups. Anybody know what goes in the blank? Anybody? Okay, put your hand down, Ben. <laughs> okay, um, uh, next slide. We, it's unreached people groups. So what is an unreached people group? Um, an unreached people group is a group of people who may never have heard the gospel. They've never heard the gospel. There's nobody um, around them. There's, there's very few Christians in their people group. Um, they may be in remote places. 
there are billions of people in, in, in these unreached people groups. And so we, um, World Outreach exists to evangelize and disciple these unreached people groups, equipping them to disciple their own and other people groups. So even though, and many of these people may never have seen a Christian in their entire, uh, may, may never meet a Christian in their entire lifetime. Um, that is not the case for my people group. In my people group is neither uh, remote or closed. It's a very open, um, it's a very open country. Uh, slide number four, Corky. <laughs> There we go. So what's the word? What's the word in the bank? Very good. Okay. Well, maybe you'll have a quiz next week too. Um, okay. So one of those unreached people group is mine. It's my people group. I get to go tell them. There are 4 million people in that people group and there's less than two tenths of 1% evangelical, evan, evangelical Christians in that people group. They are very resistant to the gospel. They're, uh, most of them are, are Hindus and um, I got to, I've been, I was doing admin work for World Outreach, but last year I moved to this new island, this new place, and I'm so excited to be there and to get to tell them about Jesus and see the love of God transform them like they, tr they transform me. So I'm, I'm getting to do my dream job. I said this six years ago when I went, I'm like, this is my dream job, and I, I still feel that way. So it's so great to be there. However, it, it has not been without challenges. I, you guys might not have noticed I'm not out in the sunlight, but I, I, have, I have a lot more gray hair. It, it, it sort of starts right, it, it comes down and starts right about here, like you can tell when I moved to, it, it, to, um, to my new home, my new country, because it's like a tree ring, you know, it's like, that's where I, I, I it's like a marker, you know? Anyway, so one of the things that was very challenging to me that I, or, or that stressed me out the most um, was learning how to ride a motorcycle. I know some of you, Corky, are very good at riding motorcycles, um, but it was something I knew that I needed to do. It would really help me to to get around there, and I needed to do it. And um, uh, I remember talking with my housemate, and he's like, "Well, I don't think you really ought to be riding a, a motorcycle. I think you need a scooter." And I'm like. A scooter does not sound cool. That is not cool. I, you know, it's my last chance to be cool. And um, the next day I was in, in, in Bible college and this class, and it was um, a class about uh, practicing uh, hearing from God, practicing the prophetic. And we're in this class and we do this little exercise and we're in a group of three and we're supposed to all get a, an object for another person in the group. And so I, um, I'm in there with this woman who's never met me, doesn't know a thing about me. And she just looks at me, she goes, scooter. <laughs> and, and, and then she goes, she goes, I see you riding a scooter by a beach and you have a big smile on your face. And I, I, I clung to that word. I'm like, Lord, you've, you've confirmed it. You've called me to do it. You're gonna help me. I, I'll tell you what, riding, uh, riding a scooter has really helped my prayer life. So there you go. Um, so that was one of the reasons I got some gray hair. Uh, there was also some cultural adjustment. The previous country was a little nicer. There's a lot more of the, uh, these kind of toilets there in my new country. Now, I live in a nice house, um, other than when the ceiling is falling in because it, 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 there was a leak, and I had just so many attacks on my house. Thank you all who, who prayed for me. We're, do, we're doing better there, but, uh, you know, I had to learn 
some new skills, coping skills. Um, so I finally learned how to use one of these toilets a whole lot better. Uh, one of the tricks somebody told me is like, you take off your pants and you wrap around your neck. <laughs> so that's a free, free, free help. <laughs> <laughs> um, also had some uh, fun meeting the local creatures. Uh, so all the creatures in this, this slide have all been in my house. Cockroaches as big as my thumb. That spider was as big as my hand. Um, I had a leech. I'd never seen a leech before. And I had a leech in my shower and rats and then mosquitoes every time I come down to get a cup of coffee. So the I think I lived on the 18th floor, maybe I would have met all these other creatures in the other location, but anyway, it was, it was challenging. Now here's, here's a, a the next slide is, um, ever come, go out for an errand and you come back and some, somebody's monkeying around with your vehicle? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Father's Day joke. Tom Sanger, thank you for laughing at that one. Yes. Okay. I, I, I have also enjoyed getting to know my human neighbors. Um, they, they have been very nice. I just, I love the people on my island. They, I've heard stories that they're not nice, some of them, you know, but everybody has been so warm and welcoming, except the one neighbor that tried to, that broke down my front door and tried to enter, break and enter at 2 a.m. <clears throat> but other than that, they've been all really nice. The one, the one lady there, we, I taught her how to make cookies. And now I'm having to do this in my new language that I have just learned last, I started learning last year. So that's, um, it's stressful, but it's fun. Some people have said, well, you know, how's that, how's your language learning going? So I have a couple of fun slides here that, this is what I think, uh, show the pic next picture, is what I sound like in Indonesian. Next one. <laughs> next one. <laughs> you, oh, you want me to read it for you? Before restrooms go back toward your behind. I think that's what I sound like in Indonesian, but I'm still managing to, to communicate with people and stuff. And I have, um, I have some very, I have had a very great and patient language learner. Um, the next slide is me with um, my language teacher, the lady um, in the foreground. She's my language teacher in these, a um, uh, couple of other language teachers there. And so far, my favorite, favorite thing from ministering there is um, uh, I got to share with her. I can't remember if it was a, a word of knowledge God gave me about my daughter being depressed or, um, or my, um, uh, a story about healing, but um, she's like, wow, that is so amazing. She goes, I'm melting. And I just like, oh God, touch her heart. These, these are, these are the ladies that, uh, these are the people that I want to see come to know Jesus. So I keep praying for them and please join me in prayer for them. Um, the next slide is my housemate. Oh, no, it's not my housemate. Uh, uh, go back, go back, um, up. Okay, maybe we deleted some other ones. Well, anyway, I have a house. It's the one with the hands, Corky. Um, I have my, my uh, no, not that hands. <laughs> She's got writing all over her hands. Well, I have um, um, a housemate who is, um, she is, uh, she's Indonesian. She doesn't speak any English. And um, there we go. She doesn't speak any English. So 
that's really motivating when you have somebody living with you um, to, to learn the new language. And so there's, I taught her to cook cookies for the first time and, and all that writing all over her hands. That's actually henna. And we use that as an evangelistic tool. It's a creation to Christ story. And she is a mighty um, evangelist. She comes from a very poor background. God just totally transformed her life. She's gone to Bible college. She's getting her master's in theology. And it's very humbling because she comes from this very poor family. They used to worship snakes, uh, snake idols. They've been brought to the Lord. And it's just, um, it's humbling, but it's, it's awesome. And I really enjoyed it. Um, the next slide I, I want to show you about is um, just tell you a little story. So I, um, uh, you know, when you go into a new place, you're trying to do something new, you should expect resistance. You're, you're in a new territory, you're a new place, or what, when you guys go out and you're starting something new for the Lord, you know, we can expect some resistance and um, enemy shenanigans. And I think sometimes half the battle is realizing you're in a battle, you know, you're having a tough week. It's like, oh yeah, I need to take authority over this. So anyway, we're, I, I stopped at this place with my, um, my language teacher. We're on a little field trip. This is a temple and it's um, dedicated to bats, B-A-T-S, like, you know, Batman. And um, up on the top of the, that, um, the roof of the cave, that's a cave. And those little brown spots you see up there are actually bats. And there's thousands of bats at this, this temple. And I've been well-trained by this church praise the Lord. And I'm smart enough to remember, so I'm going to put on my spiritual armor. I'm going to pray up before I go into these dark places, but I can walk in authority and go in there. But I was a little glib, didn't spend a lot of time at it, went there, came back. And that night I stayed in a nearby hotel working on my computer and um, set my computer aside, go to sleep. Next morning, I go to boot up my computer and I turn the on button nothing happens. Um, I am on tech support. I'm talking to all these different experts and my computer is dead as a doornail. And they're like, well, again, it's probably ruined. You need a motherboard or, you know, 10. So 10 days later, I'm still waiting for my computer to get fixed. I have this issue with my leg. I have, I have a uh, an old injury. It's, there's a piece of bark in my leg that's 16 years old, and it's decided to come out in the same week my computer has died. I have to spend an, an hour with a surgeon digging deep out of my leg, getting this thing out. And, and the next day, it decides it's going to open up, and there's blood all over me and all over the floor. So I, I call my friend Jamie, and I'm like, pray with me, Jamie. She's also an emergency room nurse, and she's like talking me down. And so anyway, I get, get all patched up. And, and we agree to pray after this. And she goes, she hasn't, I haven't told her that I've been to this bat, uh, this temple with the bats. And she goes, I see a, I see a bat spirit on you. Now, next slide, please. For some of the, 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 the one with the um, first Corinthians. Um, so some of you, the first time I ever heard somebody talk about um, demonic spirits, I, I thought, oh my gosh, they are crazy. You are certifiably crazy. Of course, I was an atheist at the time. And I'm like, you gotta be out of your mind, you know? But it's, it's in the Bible, Jesus dealt with demons. We are still, they're still roaming the earth. But the good news is, is this First Corinthians passage talks about our spiritual gifts. And one of the spiritual gifts is distinguishing of spirits. And so um, we're, she, my friend had this um, word of knowledge about this spirit that was on my leg, this bad spirit. So I'm like, get it off me. And so we pray. And after I get off the phone with her, I'm like, 
you know, my computer died that same night. So I lay hands on my computer and I'm like, in the name of Jesus, get that spirit, get off my computer. Press the on button, fires right back up, nothing lost. So what, what makes me happier in the next slide is that um, about a month later, I go back to that same temple and, and um, I end up uh, sharing with, I didn't go in the temple this time, okay, just saying, <laughs> but I'm out in front of the temple and I end up um, sharing with a lady in gray. Um, she's telling me about, you know, she's a widow and some things going on in her life. And I'm like, oh, I know what it's like to, you know, be, be single and it's tough. And, and then I talk about how Jesus is, you know, he takes care of me and I get to share the love of Jesus with this lady. And um, I just think, take that, you bad spirit, you're in front of your temple. Um, but it just, it, it, it reminds me um, that we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional. Like, think about um, uh, when, when I was in the U.S., I, I have to say, um, I, I may have been a little more lax about telling people about Jesus. But here on my island, I know I may be the only Christian they they talk to i i don't know i mean it's it's there's plenty of foreigners there but but it is an unreached people group so there's a lot less of them i'm like so i'm like i really got to press in and be intentional and tell them about jesus and i feel like i in there here in the u.s i was a little more relaxed oh it's like well there's churches here and they can watch a tv show or it's on the radio you know or everybody knows about christmas and easter how do you not know about jesus but you know, Romans 10, 14 says, how can they call on the one in whom they have not believed? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? So we need to, even though we're swimming in, in the U.S. of all this Christian, sometimes people just, they tune out. And we need to be intentional. And, and that's one of the things that I feel like I'm doing more of when I'm there, to be intentional. Now, some of you might be wondering, what just what exactly is your ministry? What do you do there? Um, <laughs> uh, some people have been asking that about me for a long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's really simple. It's it's called church planting movement, um, but that's a fancy name for something very simple, which is evangelism. It's making disciples. It's what Jesus called us to do, and um, but this is um, something that we use. In missions, but they use it here in the U.S. too. I, I've, I've learned it from my Bible college here in the U.S. to minister to people in the U.S. and overseas, but let me give you an example of how it worked at some friends that I used to be in a small group with in um, the other place I lived in, in Asia, which was um, they started with uh, some people in India, and they just had them very simply go through a scripture, read that scripture, and then ask a few questions about the scripture, and then obey that scripture, and then tell somebody else. Very, very simple at the heart of it. And um, it doesn't have to be in a church building. You, this is, over there, they did it in homes. And like where I'm from, you can't build a church there unless you have a hundred Christians. So that's, you've got to think outside the box, but that doesn't mean you can't start in a home and then they come, you know, come to the fellowship. So we can do that here. You know, your, your neighbor who might never grace, might not 
be brave enough to come here to the fellowship, you can invite them over for coffee and sit and share a scripture with them and ask them some simple questions about that. So let me give you a definition about um, what a church planting movement is. It's a rapid, or it's a, a multiplication of of rapid indigenous obedience-based disciples, reproducing disciples, leaders raising leaders, and churches planting churches. So we wanna see multiplication. If we're gonna reach 3 billion people, we gotta be like they said in Genesis, be fruitful and multiply. It's rapid, it's like the book, we want to see it like the book of Acts. That all happened in the span of like 30 years. We want it, um, we, it's indigenous, it's their own culture, their own language, their own style of worshiping, and it's obedience-based. You know, we hear a message, we, we act on it. And um, so we need to, that's, that's it's, it's supposed to multiply and, and grow bigger. One of the foundations for that is extraordinary prayer. And so um, one of the things that we do is like, we'll come up with a list of people that we're targeting that we wanna pray over. And you know, every day you're praying over those. So um, I, I know some of the, I actually learned it from, from, from Gene Zender, put the list in your Bible and pray over them, you know, and do the prayer walking, walk your neighborhood, do fasting. You've got to have extraordinary prayer for these, these church planting movements to take off. Um, listening prayer, like, Lord, you know, what do you have for us today? What do you want to do? Um, uh, corporate prayer. Um, I, I pray with some of you that are in the audience, you know, even from, from overseas, from a world away. Um, I pray with the people, the lady, the, there's a group of people from the fellowship here that um, pray every, uh, every week and on Wednesdays. And we'd love to have you join us and pray um, because that's what causes these movements, these, um, these church planting movements. Um, disciple making. Um, World Outreach Prayer. If you didn't sign up, here's you're getting a second opportunity. <laughs> see, see one of us about joining um, about prayer. Um, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And um, God loves to set up um, divine appointments as we, as we pray. And so... Um, when we first, uh, when my um, teammate, Al, um, I have a team of one right now, um, but when we first, uh, she met, she went up to our, our, our target area, um, and the Lord gave her a divine appointment um, with these two young ladies here in this picture, Corky. Um, it was, so it's like, there are there are almost no Christians in this one area, but she goes up there and who should she find but two young ladies who have been praying for someone to come and teach them more about the Lord. And, and what I love in school is I go up there to pray with her about two weeks later. She's in another place. I get lost and I pull up in front of this house and I hear worship music. Turns out I pulled up right in front of their house. So I'll just, I'm like, Lord, you're so cool. Um, Another key element of uh, church planning movements is signs and wonders. Um, and, and, these and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay their hand. I have not done the snake thing. I just, I want to be clear about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had the snakes in the house. Somebody else has handled them, okay? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, they will lay hands on the sick and they will be made well. And, um, you know, these, the people there are used to um, the, the, the supernatural. Uh, they, they use black magic. They're going to go look for the local equivalent of the witch doctor to pray and get healed. And the, when we move in signs and wonders, that helps them to see that God is real and powerful. That also works right here. And, you know, so and I know we've seen a lot of that, but more is good. Um, on the next slide, there is uh, Al with a... Um, <clears throat> Uh, this, this, uh, she's gone out prayer walking in our new area and she meets this, this little, uh, old fellow and he has trouble hearing. And she's like, would you like me to pray for your hearing? And he's like, yes, I would. And she goes, would you like me to pray for your spiritual hearing? And he's like, yes, I would. And so she prays for them and he goes up and goes, can you hear this? And he's like, yes, I can hear that. And he's so excited. And she's like, come back. Come tell, come tell my family about this, um, which is so exciting to, to, to hear and to see. And, um, and the next slide, this, is, this, this leads in another concept of um, church planting, a person of peace. Um, he, somebody who will go and make a way for you to tell other people. So here, an example of that from the Bible is like Lydia. Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things uh, spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my house. And you think about it. I think about my brother-in-law, Gary. He's like a, a person of peace. If you reach him, he's going to tell everybody. Everybody's going to know. If you get him saved, he'll be like a key. And so he should be on your target list of people to pray for, right? Um, another thing that we do, next slide, is we reach out. We want to be blessed to be, um, bless people um, to be a blessing, that we want to um, uh, help. Uh, um, we're blessed to be a blessing. We want to reach out and, and help people. Sometimes um, just an act of love or kindness um, helps out. So this is uh, Al teaching um, a number of kids there. And uh, this one kid, he just has this knack of, he's, he's, got, he's got faith. He's like, he had prayed for somebody to come and teach him. And like he was telling um, Al, it's like, oh, I, um, I want some candles. And like a couple days later, his neighbor brings him a birthday cake with a candle on it. You know, so he's got this faith. And this little boy, um, next slide, he ends up introducing, uh, through this little boy and this connection, um, uh, Al meets the mom and starts praying with the mom and teaching the mom. Well, the mom, um, she's doing Bible studies, these very simple Bible studies with the mom. And she's like, well, I want to wait. I want to get my husband um, uh, to believe in Jesus before I get baptized. So Apley starts doing these, these Bible studies and they're called a DBS. They're very simple. It's um, you take a scripture and you might ask a few questions about what does it say about God? What does it say about man? And how are you going to be apply it to your life? They keep it really simple so that you, you don't have to be a Bible expert, but then you know enough so you can tell somebody else. And that's, uh, I've used that in my, the church that I, I go to both in um, overseas, that's, that's how we do church. We keep it very simple. And it's um, so that, that we, um, anyone can do it. Um, 
So this is a picture of her doing the, the first communion with them. So it was um, I'm pretty excited. It's like the book of Acts is starting to happen there. So I'm, I'm very excited. So um, the, the next slide is, uh, is, is, um, is aptly with um, a, a, a little old, or Al with a little old um, fellow who uh, she, she's just, he's just, she's just prayed and he's gotten healed. And, um, but what was cool about it to me was before she even went out that morning, she prays like, Lord, who do you have for me to minister to? And she gets this picture in her mind of who she's supposed to meet with that day. And um, then she goes out and she sees that person and she starts talking to them. Well, it turns out they've already heard about Jesus because the other lady I just showed you in the picture, she already told them like about this Jesus who brought healing. And so it starts to multiply and they... Um, because because there's been prayer, a lot of prayer that's been sown, and that that they're intentional and going, Lord, where are you working? How can I join in? And um, you know, it's just it's important to be looking to see where the Lord is working. And so, ideally, what we want to see, both here and over there, is that this this multiplication where whole communities. Uh, next slide, please. Um, whole communities come, and it's particularly important. And I think it's particularly important here, too, that communities start to come together because a lot of times if just one person comes out of the, this, this previous faith community, they get picked off. They're like, oh, come, you know, they, they, they've had, they have to leave their family um, over there on, on my island. They can get kicked off their land because the community owns the land. They don't own the land. So um, seeing that multiplication. And so this is a, an area Al worked in um, right before she joined my team and they've seen marvelous growth. There is, there's people that have been led to the Lord or that were led to the Lord. And then they've led other people to the Lord and the new believers. There's a lady somewhere in that picture who actually baptized the next believer. She didn't, she didn't wait for the pastor. She knew she'd been taught so she could do it. Sometimes we we're, we're waiting for um, the pastor to come and show us and, um, and rather than trusting that we can do it ourselves. Um, but uh, one, one thing that happened here was that, um, that the new believer, she laid hands on somebody that had, couldn't walk. And this person, she didn't even say any, she didn't pray, even pray a prayer. She just put her hand on them and prayed the prayer in her mind. And this guy gets up and, and walks. And part of me is like, I was excited. I'm like, wow, that is a miracle. And that is amazing. And then part of me is like going, Lord, I, I feel sad and disappointed because when I pray, like hardly ever happens that way. And I was, and, and I was, you know, just being honest with the Lord. And he's like, I just heard him say, my beloved, I wish I could explain it to you. And I just like, okay, that's all I need to know. That, you know, I, it's a mystery and we don't always know. Uh, next slide. It's like, um, we prayed for this woman. This woman was, um, she had a deaf and mute spirit and we, we fasted for a week and we prayed every day. And I called Sharon. She, we went through the book of curses and it's just, and she did not get healed, but you know, you just, you keep doing it. And it's like, it's not up to us. The results are up to God. And, and um, so you just keep pressing in. Um, next slide. So I went out with that, um, that same 
same friend, we, we went out we're trying to get some exercise. And so we're, we're walking at this beach here. And um, as we're, we're, we're walking, we're praying, we're kind, of, kind of processes. He's like, we need God to bring us the right people. You know, those people of, of, of peace will tell others that we'll see the fruit. And, and we're like, well, we should pray and ask that right now. It's like, hmm, yeah, that's a good idea. And so we pray and we're walking along and I feel the Holy Spirit. I'm like, how about these two young ladies? They're kind of university school aged um, ladies. And, and we end up um, striking up a conversation with them. And we had a two, then I invited them to eat corn with us. This corn, they do barbecue corn on the beach. And we spent two hours with them on the beach because we were intentional. We're like, God, where are you working? What are you doing? And it was just this amazing, wonderful conversation. And, and, um, and it's like, oh, God. And, and you know, there are these accounting students. They want to meet with us again. And, and it's like, Lord, I was born to do this. You know, I tell people about Jesus. And it's just, it's, it's exciting. But it's, it's, um, it's living in that expectation of, like, we need to, um, we need to be looking um, we, next slide, Corky. Um, we need to be looking. Lord, what are you doing? Um, you know, how are you working? Is, is, you know, you're in the line at the grocery store. Lord, is there something, you know, maybe I should strike up a conversation with a person. Sometimes it's getting out of your comfort zone. Or my coworker looks sad. You know, it's like, I, I, so things like that. What are we doing? Are we looking to where God is working and being intentional with them? Because um, we are all called the to the Great Commission. We're all called to, um, to go and, and um, make disciples of all nations, you know? So um, it's fun. It's just fun when God, he, he says he has given us good works to walk in, right? And so it's, it's like, where are they at? Where, you know, what, what are we doing here? Um, so uh, I like this next scripture, which says, um, <clears throat> uh, then, next slide. I have a lot of slides. Uh, then all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by my, by the name of the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. Um, sometimes I get, it's like, wow, you guys are really, you're an American, you're really blessed. I'm like, it's right. My God, learn about my God. He's awesome. Love to tell you about him. Um, one last thing here is I wanted to tell you guys about a thing called the Ekbalo Challenge. And I, I will be um, leading one of these um, in October and the one again next year, um, along with my team leaders um, uh, for our country. And it is, it's a mission trip, but it's a mission trip with a little bit of a difference. It's meant for people who think they wanna go into, into missions. Um, and, uh, to get a flavor of that. There's other times in other countries and locations, but I would love to have you come and join us. I will put you, put, try and put you through the ringer. I'll make you ride on the back of my motorcycle, pee in one of those toilets um, and uh, do stuff like that. But we'd love to have you like Bryson or yeah, some of my former, um, some of my former uh, Sunday school students. I would love to have you come join us, especially to see what's going on over there. So. Anyway, uh, that's it. So, um, yeah, good to share with you guys. Thanks. So we're going to pray for Cheryl, and then I'm going to pray for us. But before we do that, um, Ben, remind me that statistic. Like, 
6 billion Christians spend $6 billion on missions or was it 7 billion? Okay, come on up here. Come here. Sorry, Ben. Ben is getting called on the spot. Give us those statistics real quick. Just the, the money. Okay. So about $700 billion is given through Christian giving annually, and only 1% ends up amongst unreached people groups and the advancement of gospel amongst them. Thank you so much. That is a tough statistic. I tell you this because I... I hope that we are a church that supports uh, world outreach, reaching least reach people groups, people who've never heard the name of Jesus. We pray for his name to be lifted high. We prayed for that today during worship. We want Jesus lifted high in our lives. Let his name be known in the nations. And then also because next week we're going to take an offering for Cheryl. (laughs) And so be praying this week because we want to support her and Elle in everything they do in um, the, re- the group that they're trying to reach. So first, let's pray. And first, I want to pray for you, Cheryl, and for Al. I keep, is that how you say her name? Just Al. Al, okay. It's a nickname. It's a nickname, okay. <clears throat> Lord, I pray for Al and Cheryl, uh, these two women in this place. And Lord, thank you that you've linked them with other believers even already. Lord, we pray that they would be connected with other believers and that your church would grow there, that forgiveness, that the power of the gospel, that the grace of the gospel, that the fruit of the spirit could abound in that people group and that they could be a people set free from powers of darkness and fear of um, other kinds of spirits. Lord, thank you for Cheryl. We pray protection over all the stranger things in her house, those those creatures of all sorts. Um, We just pray protection over her. We pray um, peace over her and wholeness over her and Al everywhere they go, that your grace, that your power would go with them and the power of the Holy Spirit would be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to pray for us. You told us so many stories about the spiritual realm. And we forget about that here in the U.S., right? We come from that Western perspective. But during worship, we prayed for um, that we wouldn't give into a spirit of confusion or deception. And so that was a word of knowledge that we got today for this body and for our neighbors and for our land. So I want to pray into that one more time because we want to be aware of the enemy scheme. So why don't we stand up? I'm going to pray for that. And then I'm also going to pray that we will all go in the power of the gospel just like Cheryl has talked about today. So Lord, we just, we do, we say thank you for giving us words of knowledge, discerning of spirits. For those of us here, for our neighbors, for our friends, for the people that we care about, would you reveal to us when confusion and deception is trying to drag us down? We don't want to be a people of confusion or deception, so we say no to that. And we ask you, Lord, to bring truth and revelation, and light, and hope, and the name of Jesus higher above every other name. We just, we, we, we resist that. We resist the enemy this week, and we speak life and hope wherever we go. In the name of Jesus, Lord, send us this week with the power of the Holy Spirit Help us have eyes to see the people of peace. Help us have eyes to see the people who need an encounter with you. Help us have ears that will be open to what you're saying to us wherever we go. 
that your name will be known and that people can be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.